see you back here at the JRM Sydney podcast. We hope you will be blessed in the new series for this month, Disciplines of Grace. Now, open your ears, brain and heart as we listen in. God bless. Amen. That was wonderful. Okay, JR. Um, today, I'm very excited for our um, installment of our series, Disciplines of Grace. We have a, a very special guest speaker. Yes. <laughs> now, among our leaders, I really admire uh, this guy. I, I admire, you know, our leaders in this church. It's just really a blessing to uh, work hand in hand with them and serve the Lord, uh, building his house. But uh, among them, you know, um, this guy has really, really um, exuded a lifestyle of passion and love for the Word of God. You know, I remember when um, they were on vacation and I was sleeping over at their place. Uh, AJ was very little then, and I was sleeping in his room, and I was talking to him. I was asking him, how's your dad and mom and all that stuff? And one thing that he described to me... Uh, is that he witnesses his, his dad reading the Bible every morning, something like that. Uh, like, I can't remember the exact words anymore. And that struck me as a really good um, model to children, you know, for your children to see you uh, living that lifestyle of, of loving the Word of God. So, uh, and relating to what Kriya JR was saying, uh, one of the things that really is impressive with regards to how you know, our leaders in this church live their lives is, you know, when God says something, we believe it. We, sorry, adolescents. We believe what the Lord says. And, and most of the time, faith does not operate in, uh, most of the time, doesn't operate in agreement with human logic, isn't yeah. it? Uh, God's economy doesn't agree with uh, the world's economy, and that's in relationship to that. But not just in the area of giving, but in many areas of our lives. That's why faith uh, really comes from from the Lord, um, and it comes especially when we receive His Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Amen. So, uh, I'm really excited. Open your hearts, open your Bibles, your notebooks, and be ready as we welcome uh, our dear brother, Kuya Jerry, to share the word this morning. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. So, yeah. Wow. Pwede nga, no? Paki... Hindi ko sila makita, eh. Yes. So yeah, good morning everyone. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> so bear with me, cause uh, yeah, today I will. Uh, I'm gonna continue the month uh, series, uh, discipline of grace, and uh, today I will be talking about. The importance of word. You know, we know there's uh, no, we know words has meaning, yeah, and those meaning depends on how you understand them. And then sometimes we put meaning on those words that they're not actually actually right, 
Hindi, you know, kasi yun ang alam natin. But every word, there's a, a right meaning to it. And the Bible says as well that, you know, words are important because, you know, in, yes. It says in uh, John 1.1, in the beginning was the word. So, in our context, there is beginning, but in God's context, there's no beginning. So, in God, there's no beginning, but God's saying there is beginning. Beginning was the word. And the word was, go back. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So, the word that we're about to talk, it's not just a simple word. It's the word which is God himself. In the beginning was the word. You know the account of creation, Genesis. When God speak it, and there it was. And God says, and there it was. That's how powerful God's word is. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen? So here we can, we know that the word we're talking about is God himself. And if we continue on that verse, but I didn't put it in anyway. So later on we will discover more of this word, yeah? So yeah, thank you Pastor Jeff for... For giving me this opportunity, I know it's been, you know, a battle. <laughs> I always say yes, uh, no. I say yes, and then I'll say no, you know. But yeah, but this time, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I don't know why I'm hurting myself, you know. The 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 spirit is willing, but my flesh is like, don't do it, don't do it, you know. But, praise God, I'm here. You know, it's a privilege to stand in front of you, you know. Uh, but it's really important uh, every time we come here, we're already here. So the reason why we're here is to hear the word of God. So we need to pay attention on what the word's saying. You're already here, so might as well use it. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10:7, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So, this text it's applicable to them because most of them they don't know how to read. They are they because they are oral tradition. But for us now, we have access on everything, and most of us here can read. So, there's no excuse for us not to know the word. Like, imagine, all of us, most of us here, maybe, they have apps on your phone. You got your Bible, you got your Facebook, you got your Twitter. And every day, you open your, your phone, you call someone, check your Facebook, check your Twitter. Do you even open your Bible? If you don't want to, if you don't want to, 
read it, at least listen to it. Everyone has an earphone. So what's your excuse not to study or not to listen God's word? Amen? So, yeah. Honestly, uh, this week I'm, I'm supposed to call pastor and I said, pastor, just do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm encouraged with, uh, with our, you know, every time I see brother and sister standing here proclaiming God's word and praising God, like Sister Rona stand here last week, you know, for, for like, she's only been walking with the Lord for three, three years. And then there she is standing proclaiming God's word and what God's done in her life. And I said, you know, so church, don't be shy. You know, I know you, you know, I know you can do it. We all came here from, from our country. You know, we managed to come here. I'm sure you have that intellect and courage to stand here and proclaim God's word. You know, it, it, it encouraged us. Amen? Amen? So, uh, yeah. That's just introduction. So, before I start, let's pray. <laughs> hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord, uh, for today, oh God. That uh, I know, oh God, you said in your word, Lord, your word, oh God, Lord, na, na hindi to babalik ng void, Lord. Pag ito'y, uh, Lord, uh, ginamit namin, oh God. It will accomplish its purpose, Panginoon. Lord, now, oh God, everyone who are here, oh God, listening, oh God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you speak to us, oh God, speak to them, oh God. Lord, open our heart, oh God, our heart, Lord, so we can understand your word. Lord, not just, Lord, uh, hearing it, oh God, but applying it in our life, oh God. Lord, bless each and every one, and even, Lord, those who are watching online, oh God, listening, oh God. Lord, bless them, oh God. You know each and everyone's desire, oh God, and struggle, oh God. Lord, katagpuan mo ang bawat isa, oh God. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Where I am now. Word. We have the next one yet. But how you call it? Word. I, I acronym. We have word to obey, and then word, and then we need to obey, and then read, and then direction. Okay? So, I want to follow my notes, so, yeah? Okay. Amen. In this world we live in, we need to study hard and pass all the exam before you can graduate. In whatever profession you or career you're taking. And some courses, apprentices requirement before you can even graduate. So I remember when after my college, I applied in one of the shipping uh, company in Makati. One, one of the captain interviewed me and, and I managed, you know, to get... I, I, they accepted me. And after that, they requested me to, to come in the office every day as part of my apprenticeship. So I did. So I had to travel from my province, from Pampanga to Makati, every day, five times a week. 
and that's without allowances, so I have to pay everything. And uh, the vice president of this company invited me to attend a Bon Voyage party because the, the one group ahead of us, they're leaving soon. So after that night, you know, like all my hope to work in the ship were gone because I said no to his offer. Here is the offer to stay in his house for free. And he said to me that he feels sorry for me because I have to travel for almost four, four hours a day. Sounds good, yeah? It's like free accommodation. I don't have to travel far because he lives close by. And uh, I said no. Because his boyfriend is leaving soon to work abroad. And he wants me to replace him. It's like, okay. So I said, I said, I said to him, I said no. And that morning, I went to his office, I gave him a coffee, and he told me in, his, my, in my face, he said, you're not going anywhere. And I'm about to, to, to go on board the ship, I think for just a month. And I said, that's it. You see, you know, in this world, we study all we want, you know, but it God's, God's had different plan. But the main thing is, I stand on my ground. I said no. Little that I know, God has better plan in my life. Yeah, nah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't even know I can stand here and speak in front of you, to be honest. If you knew me before, you know, and my wife knows that. You know, yeah, I'm so I'm so glad that I I did not give up to temptation. And thanks God, after a few months, I managed to come here and met my beautiful wife. Yeah, yeah and uh, three lovely kids. Amen. So, yeah. So church, don't give up to temptation. Don't give up to your dream. Do the right way. And that's God's way. Amen? This word, you need to study hard and work hard. And you need to perform before you even get accepted. But in God's kingdom, it's opposite. Your failure, your mistake... Your weaknesses are some of the requirements for your acceptance. You are accepted not because of your performance. You are accepted not because you're good. God accepted you because he cares for you. God accepted you because he loves you. And because you are now accepted into God's family, you need to know some rules and some duties and responsibilities. 
And here is the manual. The word of God. So we need to study. Imagine you go in the office and in every office they have their own policies and rules and you know, if you don't know, if you don't obey them, what will happen? Yeah, you, you get accepted. You won't last there. Amen? So, I want to show you some passage in Genesis. See what can we learn. So, in Genesis, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God has made. He said, to the woman, did really say you must not, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to serpent, to the serpent, we may eat from it, from the, from the tree in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die okay the question is what god what did god really said okay in genesis 2 15 to 17 this is what god said the Lord God took the man and put him in, in, the, in the garden of Eden to work in to work it and take it take care of it. And the Lord God commanded that man, the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for you, when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Church, this is the reason why we need to study the word of God. <laughs> because if not, Satan can put lies into your ears and you might believe it. And if even using the word of God. But as a sl slight twist, you're gone if you don't know what the word of God. Amen? The word of God that's supposed to give life to us human, but instead gives death to us. We can see on, on this... Next slide, please. We can see here. This is what God says. It says there, and the Lord God commanded the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from it. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, it will certainly die. And then Satan, what Satan did? But God, uh, what he said? See what 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 Eve done there, in a, in a verse three, but God did say that's uh, actually uh, uh, Adam uh, Eve speaking. 
you must not eat from you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it god didn't say don't touch it god said don't eat it and you will surely die and then four for god knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be open and you will be like god knowing good and evil see the problem is if we continue listening to Satan, he will convince you. So be careful who you're listening to. And when he convince you, your action will be like Eve. Have you noticed when the serpent asking Eve and not Adam? And why Adam did not even rebuke his wife when she's about to take the forbidden fruit? He was there with her listening to the conversation, and even ate it himself. You know why? Adam was also deceived by the serpent. That's why the moment you see the temptation in your life, you need to run. You need to run like Joseph and don't look back. The first Adam fell into temptation and caused the separation between God and man. And leads and leads to death. Let's see what the second Adam did to overcome the temptation that leads life for all for us all. All right? So when Jesus is being tempted by the devil, what did he do? Here we can see Jesus on how he responded to Satan when he's getting tempted. He quoted the book of Deuteronomy. He says here, when Jesus was led by the... Go back. There. There. Start. Let's start from the beginning. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. What did Jesus said? Jesus answered, It is written, Man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it, for it is written, he will command his angel concerning you, and they will lift, up, lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and their splendor. All these things I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
Then the devil let him and angel came and attend him. Here we can see Jesus on how he responded to Satan. When he was going, when he was getting tempted, he quoted the book of Deuteronomy, one of the books in the Torah. So let's see. Okay, okay. Jesus answer, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Where is that written? In Deuteronomy. That man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, of the, of the Lord. And then in uh, uh, verse 7, answered him, do not put the Lord your God to the test. That's in Deuteronomy 6, 16. And the last one, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Fear the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus quoted that's what they said. Jesus quoted uh, the book of Deuteronomy. He quoted most of the time that book. For some reason, I don't know why. So, yeah. But you know why? If, if you're trying to resist the temptation using your own strength, your own flesh, I'm telling you, you're not going to win. We need the word of God in our life. Yes. And that's the only way to have victory against the attack of the enemy. Yes. Jesus himself show, showing us what to do so we can defeat Satan. We need to use the word of God. We all knew what Jesus can do. But Satan thinks he can outsmart Jesus. We all knew Jesus can feed 5,000 men with two fish and five loaves. Plus women and children. Slide. Oh, it's not there. Okay. All right. Anyway, we know we, we knew what Jesus can do. You know, he feed five thousand people. So making stone into bread is easy for him if he wants to. And then he says, go, "Can you go back, please?" Uh, he says. Satan said, if you are the son of God, that's, he's putting question mark. He's questioning Jesus. But we, we know in, in, in John, when, uh, what's that? In, in Matthew 3, 16, 17, as soon as Jesus were baptized, was baptized, he went up out of the water. At the moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So Jesus, see the question? If you are the son of God. That's the problem. If you don't know who you are, you will doubt yourself. And every people who will come to you and put doubt in your mind, you will accept it. But Jesus knew who he was. God says, this is my son whom I am loved. 
with him I am well pleased. And again, in Matthew 4, 9, Satan said, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. But in John 1, 3, says, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Ah, yes, there. So, and then Satan tried to, you know, try to, to push his luck to Jesus, but he can't outsmart Jesus. That's why, church, we need the Word of God. If you want to grow in your Christian walk, you need to study the Word. If you want to increase in your grace of giving, study the Word. And same thing in prayer. If you want to grow in love for one another, study the Word of God. And we don't just study it. We need to obey it. And that's the hard part. <laughs> you know, after Moses died, he called Joshua to lead God's people to conquer the, the promised land in Canaan. This is what God says to Joshua. Be strong and very courageous. Be, very care be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua obeyed God's word. That's why he conquered the land. But church, Obeying God is not easy. In fact, it's very hard. It's especially, you know, when your flesh starts to fight back. But you need to get out from your comfort zone. Just like what I'm doing now. It's not comfortable. <laughs> it's, uh, it scared me a lot. Yeah. That's why we need the strength that comes from the Lord. We need to be courageous. But don't forget, like uh, uh, Nelson Mandela says, he says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers the fears. The reason why God keeps speaking to Joshua, be courageous. Why? He knows, he can see uh, Joshua's heart. If I know you're already courageous, I don't have to tell you, be courageous. In this text, God promised to Joshua that he will be what? Successful and prosperous. 
But in every promise of God, there is a premise. There's a condition. It's more like John 3.16. For God so loved the word that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes, whoever believes. And what's the promise? Will have eternal life. There's an offer of eternal life, but you have to believe. It's like if I offer you something, let's say $100, and you, you didn't even stand in your seat to get it. Imagine that. It's like John 1.12. What John 1.12 said? For those who, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So there's a condition. Amen? To become a children of God, yet the love of God is unconditional. But as soon as he offered that, you need to act. We have part. God did not abolish the law. Just a side comment, you know. Because he said to, uh, to Joshua, to obey all the law my Moses, my servant Moses gave you. Even now, as a Christian, we still have to obey the law. God did not demoli uh, abolish the law. He defeated the power of the law in our lives. And that power is death. But as a Christian, we still have to do them. It's not so we can be saved. No. The reason why we have to obey them and to follow them, because that's the requirement. You can't just be, oh, I'm already Christian and then do whatever you want. It's not like that. It's not like that. So what God's saying is, for us to be successful, we need to obey his word. The question is, how do you define success? Each and every one of us probably have his own definition of success. But according to God, we can only call it success if we are doing his will. So don't define success based on what you have, but based on who you are. You can be rich, influential, acquire many properties and all, but if your heart is away from God, you are in a very dangerous position. You know, church, the most dangerous place is not in jail. It's not doing evangelism in China or in Arab countries or swimming in the, you know, with a shark. You know, the most dangerous place here on earth when you are outside God's will. Amen? The Bible says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? So I'm not saying to have a lot of money or abundant of life is bad. 
What I'm saying is, don't chase the blessing like we always say. Come to the one who gives blessing. Because if the Lord is your shepherd, like David said in Psalm 23, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So let's obey God and let God define success in our life. Amen? And uh, so we have the word to study and word to obey and now we have word to read. Who loves reading? Uh, not me. <laughs> yeah. I don't like reading, you know. I I rather I rather listen. But uh, if you like what I'm what I'm doing now, for the first time, like I never read like the way I read for this man. Like I feel like my eyes start to popping out. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Like my eyes start hurting me from reading, and then I see letter already like mixed. Like, oh. yeah. Church, we need to spend time reading the Word of God. If you want to grow in your faith, then spend time with Him. God and His Word are one. Like what I read before. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You can know God through his written word. So when pastor and your DG leader ask you to share and stand here or facilitate a DG discussion, you can, you can do it. You know, you'll be able to do it. And if you spend time reading the word of God, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know how can I, it's, it's, it's different, it's, uh, it's, you see some, you see, like, iba, iba na yung perspective mo sa buhay, mag-iiba na siya. The thing that you see before, you see them in a, in a different way. And then when, when you know and study who God is, serving Him, it's, it's become a joy. It's not like, okay, I'll do it, you know. And most of us, the reason why we don't do what we're supposed to do as a Christian, because we know in ourselves, we, we kind of, Okay, I, we disqualified ourselves. Imagine how much money you spend in studying. How much money did your parents put for you to get your degree? But we don't even spend money for us to study the Word of God. It's even free. Books everywhere. And we're giving away free Bible everywhere. Even the city, you walk there, they'll give you free Bible.
Because the Bible is like a map or a compass that shows the direction towards God. I remember when I'm in college studying uh, nautical science, I remember most of the study we do is more on uh, celestial bodies, moon, stars. And like we're asking each other, like, why do we have to do this? We already have the, the compass. So everything is computerized. You just set your course and the ship will go there. But in times of trouble, like a storm or power surge, you lose all your equipment. What's going to happen to you? If you don't study the moon and the stars. So even when everything fails, and then we go to the nature. Yeah? So we can sail in the ocean. Imagine that you sail in the middle of the ocean using star and moon. Because there's no lighthouse. You're far from the shore. And in this life, you can only do that if you spend time reading the, and study the book we call, you know, that, that, that book that we study, uh, that's the one we call it, uh, Practical Navigator. If you look at it, yeah, it looks book, but if you go inside, that's the content of that book. Where is it? <laughs> there. Like, that day, that, that Venus is facing degree, this kind of degree, and that, that day, uh, Jupiter is in... So if you don't know this, like, oh, where is Venus? Where is Jupiter? Like, <laughs> like, imagine that. If you don't study that, you'll get lost. You will get lost. Same thing. If you don't study what was written in the book, in the Bible... You will get lost in this chaotic world. The Bible will teach us how to navigate towards God's direction. And if we don't study it, we will be deceived by Satan. So let's go back to Genesis. I, I don't know. Some reason I love Genesis, so... It says there, then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creature that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Adam and Eve already made in God's image. Human beings are made in God's image. You and I are made in God's image. So don't listen to Satan. And every time he's trying to attack you, saying that you're not good enough, you're not talented enough, or you're just a mistake. No. Tell him that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? That God knew you 
even before you born. And God said he knit you together in your mother's womb. So don't listen to Satan lie. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Plan to give you a hope and a future. That's what Jeremiah said. We need to know the word of God. We need to read it. But if you don't, if you don't understand it, read it again. If you don't understand it, read it again. Re just keep reading it. There's no shortcut in Christian walk. We need to spend time with the word of God. And if we neglect to read the Bible, we will become like Adam and Eve. Look what Satan doing here. He's trying to convince Eve. But because they listen to the serpent, they get confused. I've been joining this group called uh, Reading Genesis 50 Times. <laughs> I joined them for, I think, two weeks ago. And because uh, for some reason, I like reading Genesis. And I see, that I see, I hear some of the podcasts, like they have this group. That's why most of my slides are from Genesis. And it helps me. Imagine that, you know, I already started it, but I already finished few few times. Sometimes I read it, sometimes I listen, sometimes I listen while I'm reading. And, and then, you know, using different uh, version kind of thing. Yeah, it helps me a lot. And every time I read it, 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 there's always new meaning to it. It's not like, you know, it's something. It's, God's word is, hindi mo siya ma-exhaust. Lagi siyang may revelation sa'yo. Amen? So, study the word so we don't get lost in this word. And the next slide is, For this, for direction. Direction pointing back to God. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where are you going. So how we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Church, we are all travelers in this world. If you knew that you're going to the heaven after this life, well, praise God. But how about the others? A lot of people around us are lost. And the sad reality is they don't even know they are lost. Imagine you are the only Christian in your family, in your school, in the office. That place where you are still has hope. Why? Because you are there. You're not there just because you want to go there or you, that's where you're working. No. 
You're there for a purpose. God put you there so you can point them back and show them the direction towards God. You are the one who can lead them to Jesus. We are a signpost so people don't get lost. Signpost pointing people to Jesus because Jesus is the only way, the way to the Father. People say that all re religion leads to God. Do you believe that? That all religions that leads to God? They say all religion leads to God. Doesn't matter you're this, you're that, they're all the same. Really? But Jesus said, He is the only way. So, I rather believe what Jesus said than what the word said. Amen? So we need to point them back to Christ. I remember when uh, me and my wife and some friends uh, went in a holiday in Europe uh, for, and yeah, for we, we have, uh, yeah, second honeymoon. Yeah, so yeah, we went to Europe for a holiday and uh, somewhere in Baltic Sea for 14 days. But before the cruise start, we did a three-day side trip in uh, Switzerland. And Switzerland is good. You know, it's nice. And so we arrived there first day early in the morning. We check in. We bought a three-day pass. And the same day, we catch the train. We went to the city. It's like, okay. It's like, yeah, it's nice, but it's not a tourist-friendly. Because it's all written in, in their language. What's that? So you have to Google it, you know. And then uh, the following day, we went back again. It's like, we're asking each other, what's going on? Like, is this Switzerland? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's nice, it's clean, everything. I, I love it. Uh, one of the uh, country, the best country I love to visit. And uh, on the last day, we managed to found the place where we're supposed to go. It's in a different place. And uh, we rushed ourselves on the last day because we have to check out and our flight at night to, to London. So we went there. We enjoy it, but if we find it earlier, because we're looking for, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I saw this birch, birch tree commercial, like, you see the mountain top with the ice on top of it. And the ski, like, it's not Switzerland. <laughs> so we managed to find that place, you know. You know why, why, what, why that happened? Because we did not ask the question. We did not study the map. There's a information that we can ask. But we rely on one of our friends that he, he think he knew. <laughs> Imagine that. That's why it's so hard, no? especially in, in this life. Don't rely on someone else, especially your spiritual life. 
even to me, like I'm standing here, how do you know what I'm saying is right? Maybe I'm just making it up. No, 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 no. You have to study yourself. Don't, oh, yeah, like, like, like Paul, uh, Paul said, when you're a baby, they give you milk. You know, that's how Christians are. First, they give you milk. But you're already, what? <laughs> Matured. <laughs> you need to eat meat. Otherwise, you're not going to grow. Don't just drink milk. So, church, it's not too late. If you want to enjoy this, your visit here on earth, read your Bible. And not only that, people who are lost and looking for direction, we can lead them to Christ as well. But if you don't understand us, we have a pastor, we have Ate Asel, we have your DJ leader. Ask questions. There's no shame in asking questions like we're supposed to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Find Jesus. You find the way because Jesus is the only way. Amen. And the last one is, I have one more slide. The Spirit of God. What time is it? Almost 12. Okay, I'll be quick. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they rule over the fish and the sea and the bird in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. Original plan for us is to rule what God, God's creation. But what happened? We try to rule one another. If someone have power, he will rule someone else. That's our original design, to rule God's creation. But because of sin, when women saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also this desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and ate it. So death came because of that. So God, so the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work, to work the ground from which he had been taken. That's why Jesus came to restore what was lost. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Are you lost? then you are one of the reasons why Jesus came. And not only that, Jesus also sent the Holy Spirit for us. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring you remembrance that all that I said to you. And the Holy Spirit came. In Acts 2.14, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now the breath of God came back again to humanity. The same breath when He breathed Adam into existence. That been lost because of disobedience. But this is what God promised. And the church 
start it again. Church, since we have now the Holy Spirit within us, we can do now the will of God. Only the Holy, if only the Holy Spirit is in us. That's why the that's the reason why Jesus taught the disciple this prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus knew how hard it is to, to be separated from the Father. That's why in the night before his crucifixion, he says, My God, my Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not, not as I will, but as you will. In this, in this slide, we can see Jesus wants his disciples to pray this prayer, to, the, to do what God wants. Amen? But when Jesus prayed, he said, Lord, wag na lang. Lord, wag na lang. Pwedeng, di ko na lang gawin yung will mo. Bakit Jesus? It's not fair. Why you want us to do God's will and then all of a sudden, you said, Lord, ayoko Lord, ayoko gawin yung kagustuhan mo. Why? Because Jesus knew how hard it is to be separated from the Father. That's why Jesus wants us to spend time with, with the Word of God. To pray that prayer. Because Jesus has been doing what God's will in his life. But because of our sin, he said, if possible, may this cup be taken away. You know what that cup? That cup, it contains the wrath of God. And Jesus had to drink that for you and for me. Jesus has been forsaken by the Father and pour out His wrath on Him so that you and I can be forgiven now. Church, accept God's offer of forgiveness so you can experience the presence of God here on earth as it is in heaven. So, that's for me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, can we just appreciate you, Jerry? Thank you, Kuya. Hallelujah. We're going to learn a new song. Uh, this is a good song, uh, Your Word. Um, I just want to encapsulate that, what Kuya Jerry was saying. I love that he began with that word, John 1, uh, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Obviously, God created the world, and He is a God who communicates, yeah? He's a God who communicates. It yes. means that He has a message for us. Yes. Uh, can you say to the person next to you, He has a message for you? Yes. 
The goal is for you to get that message and for you to understand the message that the Lord wants to communicate. Amen? He wants to communicate. That's why He sent His Word. It's Jesus. Jesus is called to be God, pers uh, the Word personified. So the Word became flesh. It's Jesus is the living Word of God. And while He was on earth, He was manifesting what God was trying to communicate to people, to us, to each and every one of us. Amen? Now, Jesus is not physically here anymore. What is here is the church, which is the body of Christ. It's you and me. It's you and me. You are children of God, isn't it? Who are children of God here? And what God is really longing for and waiting for is for His Word to be personified in you and through you. Are you following me? To be personified in you and through you. It means that this Word will also become flesh through us. Have you heard of that phrase? Uh, you know, um, be careful how you live your life because you might be the only Bible that people are reading. And that actually really means something, you know. We can be the living Word as well because Jesus dwells in us. Are you, are, you, are you getting this? Who watched here the movie, The Book of Eli? Do you remember that movie? Like, no books are found anywhere anymore, right? And it was only Eli who has actually memorized. He is the book. He became the book because he has memorized the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. He committed to memory what is in this world, word. Amen? And he was the book. They were looking for the book, the last remaining book, which is the Bible in the world. And they were willing to kill for that last book. It just so happened that the book is not no longer within the covers of leather or whatever hardcover it is. The book is already a person. It's Eli. He memorized the scripture. Now, obviously, that's a mythical um, story. But God desires that His Word will also be so inculcated in our mind, in our lives, that we will be the living book. Amen. Are you following me? If we will be very honest, this is not really part of our daily life. This is not really part of our daily life. And yet, the Bible says the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If we are not living in the Word, knowing the Word, reading the Word, just like what Kajer is saying, understanding the Word, then really, my friend, you are in the dark. Because the Word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto our path. The Word of God is the ultimate treasure that you and I can really have. Um, it's coined in the Bible as our daily bread. It is your spiritual manna. It's your spiritual food. It's your daily bread. And really, when we are not accessing the Word of God, you are starving your spirit. And that's why a lot of Christians nowadays are very weak in the faith. Because why? Their spirit is starved. 
their faith is weak. There is no nourishment from the Word. Can you imagine yourself eating once a week? You're only eating once a week, like physically eating food once a week. Who here wants to eat once a week? What do you think would happen to your physical body? You're going to work, you have all your responsibilities, and you only eat once a week. You wouldn't have enough strength. You wouldn't have enough capability to think. You wouldn't have capability uh, whatsoever to operate on a normal capacity if you're only eating once a week. Do you think your spiritual life can operate with strength if you're only accessing the Word on Sundays? Just like prayer, which is also a discipline of grace, you know, when we, when we look at prayer in the lens of religion, it becomes an empty obligation. It's, you know, I don't have joy in that. But when you look at prayer in the lens of grace, it becomes a privilege, an honor. Because there you are, you have an access to the throne of God, even though you are a sinner. Are you following me? Because of grace, you have access to the throne of God. And that's the same thing with the Word of God. The Bible says, meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. When reading the Bible is viewed in the lens of religion, I have to do it. It becomes, you know, a lifeless obligation. But when you begin to understand that the Word has been given to you as a privilege, an honor, it becomes from the lens of grace, I have access to the most wonderful treasure on earth, then that becomes a joy. Something that you love to do every day. Because whenever you enter the Word of God, oh, that's your daily bread. You will enjoy eating that. You will enjoy meditating on that. My friends, we live in a country na, ano to, um, this has been very over-familiar. We have, we, over-familiar. Uh, we have access to it 24-7. Um, but in comparison to other countries that doesn't have access to it, bawal. It's forbidden. In many other countries, forbidden. Bible is forbidden in their land. You know what? There's a video on time in China where in their, they smuggled Bibles in an underground church. You know, it's, if, you, if, if the government finds out you own a Bible, you, you, there are detrimental you know, punishments to that. And one of the underground churches in China, they smuggled a box of Bibles. You know, and when they opened up the Bible, all of the people in that underground church, by the thousands, by the way, and the Bibles were only by the hundreds. The boxes only contains hundreds of Bibles, but the church is made up of thousands of people. Underground. When they opened up the boxes, the people, alam mo yung, alam mo yung ano, uh, how do I explain it? Parang swarms of flies na yung nagunahan. Nagunahan sila to get a copy of the Bible. Nagpaunahan sila para magkaroon ng Bible. And once, in that video as well, once they got a copy of the Bible, they were like embracing it and they were crying and they were crying and they were crying. Finally, I have a Bible. 
Finally, I have a Bible. Finally, I have a Bible. It's different here. It's different. This can normally just be found in our bookshelves or in the tables, collecting dusts, not being treasured at all, not being loved, being neglected, being ignored. If Jesus is the Word, if Jesus and the Word is one, and you're ignoring this in one corner of your house, untouched, unapproached, ignored. What's happening really is we're ignoring Jesus. Now again, it's not I have to do it, but I want you to understand that it is such an honor, such a privilege to approach the living word. When you read this, you're actually not reading it it reads you. The Bible is called to be the mirror. The mirror, you know, the mirror of our lives. When you look at it, you actually reflect and see yourself. In the book, you know, and many times, uh, the work of the Word of God is to transform our hearts by renewing our minds. How can our minds be renewed if we don't give the Word of God a chance to speak to us. Amen. Are you following me? This world that we are living in is educating you whether you like it or not. Whether you're aware of it or not, this world that we live in, it's basically brainwashing you. You're brainwashed. We are brainwashed. When we were growing up, we believed things that we believe just because everybody believes that. When we were growing up, we lived the way we lived just because everybody is doing that. This, this world, the media, the television, the, the Netflix shows that we watch, unintentionally and without you being aware of it, it's educating you. It is putting ideas in your mind. It is teaching you philosophies that are not necessarily biblical. I ask you, church, Give the Word of God a chance. Let this be your education. Let this influence the way you think. Because perhaps when you give it a chance to influence the way you think, for the first time you will think the right way. Amen. 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 Are you following me? The only right mindset is the mindset of God. And it's all here. If you want to have the right mindset, put this here. And don't just keep it here. Let it sink in here. And as it, it is embraced here, your mind will be renewed. And as it sinks here, your heart will be transformed. Guess what will happen? Your words will be changed as well. The way you speak, you will begin to speak like God speaks. You will begin to talk like Jesus talks. And guess what happens as well? You will begin to live like Jesus lives.
when the word is personified when the word is personified when the word is personified through your life then perhaps the people around you would know who Jesus is amen who loves their Bible who loves their Bible this is your treasure this is your treasure this is greater than your bank account this is greater than your house and lot. This is greater than your brand new car. Yung bago nating kotse, kung linisin natin, ano, talagang malinis na malinis. Talagang alagang alaga natin yung kotse natin. But this is greater. This has more benefit to your life, to your family, to your relationships than anything else that you own. This has more benefit. Let's pray that we will learn to love it. Let's pray that we will learn to desire it. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. Uh, who, who wants to live in darkness? No one. No one. You look at the Psalm, Psalm 119, you will see how David and the psalmist there, they treasure the word of God so much. They treasure the word of God so much. They love the word of God. And it's my prayer as a pastor that this church will be a church made up of people who loves the Word Amen. more than anything else. Who loves the Word of God. That we will be people of the Word. People of prayer and people of the Word. People of the Word of God. Because otherwise, what kind of Christianity are we going to live if we don't know the Word? There are only three things that can happen to you. Either you're ignorant of the Word, you're unbelieving of the Word, or you're just apathetic and prideful towards the word. Ignorant, it means you don't know what it even says. Can you imagine going to heaven? Of course, you're saved by grace. You're going to heaven, and a guy named Habakkuk is there approaching you. Hey, by the way, I'm Prophet Habakkuk. You're a Christian, right? Yeah, that's why you're in heaven. And then you said, Habakkuk says to you, have you read my, my book? Have you read the part that I wrote in the Bible? And then you said, what? There, what? <laughs> Habakkuk? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> we are ignorant of the word. We don't even know Haggai. Who's Haggai? What's that? Is that food? Sabi ng mga researchers in America, uh, this is, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, they, are they are guys basically researching on the, the culture and the norm of Christianity in the world. George Barna, sabi niya, this generation daw is the generation that is most illiterate of the Bible. Christians that are professing Christians, but illiterate of the Word of God. We don't know the Word. We're ignorant. That's why the devil is, it's very easy for the devil to just trick us, deceive us, lie to us. We don't even know. And then the second group of person is unbelieving. You know, but you don't believe. You know. 
And the reason why you don't obey is because you don't really believe. Is that correct? You don't obey because you don't really believe. Because if you believe, you will obey. Is that correct? Yeah? And then obviously the third one's just people who don't care. Who doesn't care. Apathetic pride. I can live my life without the guidance whatsoever of the Lord. Let's not be any of those three. Let's not be resolved in your life. I'm not going to be ignorant, Lord. I'm not going to be unbelieving, disobedient. And I will not be apathetic and prideful. Hello? You probably prefer Kuya Jerry to preach now because I <laughs> I mean, are you getting this? Church, I'm very passionate about this. The Word of God is, oh, is, is really my passion. And I want a church, you know, we want a church who grows in their understanding of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a discipline of grace, which means it has to take intentionality for you to put this as a daily practice, daily discipline, accessing the Word of God, daily devotion, daily reading of the Word, meditating on it day and night, memorizing the scriptures if you must. Hey, hey. Otherwise, our Christianity is just religion. If this is not really a life that we are living. Are you following me? No? Um, let's all stand up. And the Lord, you know, the Lord is not like angry at you. No, 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 no. God is encouraging you. And now everything that you need is found here. Everything that you need in your life is found here if you will only access it. Hallelujah. Jerry, if you don't like reading, listen to it. Anyways, in the first century, they listen to it because they don't know how to read. Podcasts, you know. Okay, Google, listen to daily devotion. It will play. You will, you will listen to it. While driving in your car, listen to the Word of God. While washing the dishes, while putting the laundry up on the sampayan. <laughs> so many, many inventive ways you can access the Word. Amen? But again, it takes desire to do that. So I pray for that desire to rise up from within you. Let the Word of God change your life. It's the Word of God that will change your life. It will change the way you think, change the way you talk, change the way you relate to other people. Amen. Let's learn this song. Hallelujah.